0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about people in our groups and whether or not they should multiply, whether or not they can multiply, And maybe there's that individual who really just shouldn't multiply, (laughs) and maybe there's a reason behind that. But then also, we want to talk about the type of people that we need to be looking for to be in our discipleship groups. And so one of the things that we're trying to do every time we lead a discipleship group is we want to make sure that multiplication process happens. It is part of the discipleship group. Most people think the discipleship group is the meeting from week to week and the studying of God's Word. And it couldn't be further from the truth. Obviously, those are the things, that's the tracks upon which this group is going to grow together. But really, it's about the application of God's word more so than the study of God's word. It's how we're living it out, holding each other accountable to that, and then how we multiply. And one of the things we always teach and we always talk through is, because we get this question a lot, what is the difference between a discipleship group and a life group or a small group or a Sunday school? Why do we need both? There's a lot of confusion around that in in churches, and part of it is because people don't understand what discipleship groups are, but part of it is people don't understand the two different focuses. So we would say in life groups, small group, and and however you do Sunday school at your church, um, that is for biblical community. That's for gathering together, breaking bread, studying the Word, praying for one another, mutual care, unity. Those things happen there. And you can invite anyone of that, and you should invite anyone to that. Lost people, invite them to that. Let them be a part of that. Bring them in. M- live missionally around them. But the discipleship group does two things specifically. It does a lot more, but two things specifically that help us where those groups don't. And that is consistent high level of accountability and consistent multiplication. Mm-hmm. And so you know in groups, obviously Sunday school, small group, you want those to multiply. But the reality is if you ask most churches, those groups do not multiply as frequently or very frequent at all. At best, maybe 20% of those groups will multiply over time. And the reason is, is you're building this community over time. And as you build that community, you don't just say, hey, guys, we're going to cut this community in half. <laughs> we're going we're to send some people out of our community. Yes, you want to see those things happen. That's another discussion for another day. But within the discipleship group, the beauty is multiplication is built in accountability is built in, and the way that pans out, the way we walk through that, we're going to talk about today two very specific issues within it. One, when you multiply, who do you look for to be in your group? And then two, and this is a really important topic, what about those in your group that may not need to multiply? Or those in your group, there there are issues there and you need to deal with those things. And so one of the things that we talked about is when it comes to multiplying the group, Sometimes you may need to pair up some folks in your group because you know there's a, a weaker leader or someone who's – they're just not going to multiply without the help. Yeah. And so you pair them up with another stronger leader, and they go start a group of five, and you're helping that person, you know, kind of giving them, as we say, some training wills to, to eventually get off on their own because ultimately you want them to be making disciples. Yeah. Um, but what other types of issues do people, well, I would face? say, so
1: you, you, there's a lot there that you just said we could talk about. The first thing is the main difference between Sunday school, life group, small group, connect group, home group, whatever group you call it. Okay. Cause you group groups is the purpose of that group normally is information. You're transferring information, whether you do live teaching or video, whether you do curriculum or sermon, but whatever it's information transformation. Right. In a discipleship group, I want you to get this. The main goal is ownership. That's the difference. Very few people in a life group will ever lead a life group. Very, very few. You're not there to uh, lead the group. You're there to be a spectator, not a participator in a sense. So you're spectating the information, listening to the information. You're never going to lead the group. The goal of the discipleship group is to get you to a place where you're taking ownership of your faith, responsibility for your Christian life, and you are leading people. And we all know this. When you're in a group, you learn at a certain level. When you lead a group, it's a whole other level of learning. It's because you're actually taking it in and giving it out. So there's another dynamic there, another, another uh, level to that. Okay. So the, the key is the discipleship group meets once a week. And I tell people it's never less than that; it's always more than that. Okay, it's never less than once a week, yeah. but it's so much more than that. Okay, so wh- what you mean is, what I mean is, you're going to meet once a week for fellowship, encouragement, intimacy, accountability, and discipleship uh, components. Right. But but that is a launching pad for text messaging, phone calls, lunches, breakfasts, hangout times, events. Okay, so I just want to make that clear for people. Okay, so is there a time? Where a person person should not replicate their life that you've invested in. I'm going
0: to guess here, okay, the 50% uh, chance of being right, right that yes, there is a time when you need to tell people no.
1: Really? Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. And you're right. No, and no, you're right. Yes, okay, man. you're right today. That's a good that's one. Okay, good, that's good. So the reality is there are sometimes when you invest in a group and there's one, maybe two people in the group, maybe mm-hmm. all of them. I mean, yeah. preferably not, but all of yeah. them. But it can some, happen. It, it can happen. happen. But some of them, they're not ready to replicate. See, discipleship is about replicating what you have. You're Mm -hmm. actually replicating yourself. Hmm. And you're looking at some people in your group and you're thinking, we don't need that replicate. I mean, with all all due respect, right? (laughs) In the love of Christ, please don't go lead others. I say this with a lot of love, but you don't need to replicate that. So uh, that's the first part. The first part, the first reason a person wouldn't be ready to replicate is lack of maturity or growth, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, I didn't say lack of experience or longevity as a I didn't say any of that because mm-hmm. somebody early on in their Christian life can replicate what they know to another person. Yeah. As long as they kind of stay ahead of them, they can share what they learn. okay mm-hmm. But there are some people who are just simply immature and haven't grown and don't have the ability or capability to lead a group. The second reason a person should not lead a group mm-hmm. is because they're in a season of life where they need to be ministered to where they don't need to be ministering to others. Hmm. So they need ministry to them. They don't need right. to be giving ministry from them.
0: So what are some of those examples?
1: Okay, so an example would be they're going through a divorce. That would be a time where they need ministry to. Another would be they lost a child or they lost a the parent. Or, uh, or another would be maybe um, they go through a tough season of life. They lose their job. Okay. So those would be seasons where they probably need to be in a group and don't have to feel the weight of leading the group. Okay. The third thing would be someone doesn't need to lead a group because um, just season of life. So they have little kids, you know, single moms. They have kids in the home. You got to understand, and I read this years ago. Leroy Imes wrote a book called The Lost Art of Disciple Making. And in the book, he said this statement. And this was, I read this book probably 15, 14 years ago maybe time for a reread could be time that is a great book. apparently it's a good book I used to read that book <laughs> once a year for a while that is such a good book it's a yeah. little b- read by the way I don't know yeah. if you can get it still but it's worth the read and basically what he said in that book is a statement I totally disagreed with back then oh wow now remember I was only a Christian for two years and yeah. I thought I knew, you everything. knew, everything, yeah, that I knew everything yeah I knew everything two years right <laughs> the longer you're believer the more you the less you know yeah the <laughs> more I know I know nothing <laughs> yeah the, the longer I'm a Christian the more I know I realize the less Less I read it. Okay. So I read this book and he said this statement. He said, There are is a percentage of Christians who will not ever disciple and make disciples. Wow. That's what he said. I would want to disagree with it as well. I would too, because I'm thinking to be a disciple is to make disciples. Right. And but what he said is, if I remember, he said there are certain situations, there are certain circumstances of life that prevent them from doing so yeah. it's not that they don't have the ability to do it it's that they're in a season or a time of life or situation where they can't do it right now so what do you do with a person who can't or shouldn't replicate well you got two options okay the first option is this the first option is you tell them like you said why don't you go in a group mm-hmm. okay there, there is a season now you don't want to make this the norm because people will right. do this over and over they just keep recycling discipleship groups So I was in Chris's group this year, but I want to be in Robbie's group next year. Man, that's going to be a great group. And then I'm in Robbie's group. I want to be in Jonathan's group next year. And here's one of the cool things about everybody being on the same page. If you're in my group or your group, we're going to learn and talk about the same stuff, which is the F-260 Bible reading plan. We're going to read the plan together. We're going to talk about here journals. Mm -hmm. We're going to hold each other accountable. We're going to memorize scripture. And yep. that's it. You can help hold others accountable
0: that aren't even in your group because you're still reading the same places. You're still memorizing the same passages. That's Great. exactly right. Very good. Now,
1: if you are the type of disciple maker where you're teaching, like I did for years, Wayne Grudem's big book of systematic theology, yeah, I to love, by the way. which I love, too, by, by the way. But I realized that I wasn't making any <laughs> disciples. Because at the end of that group. You were doing
0: Seminary Light.
1: Oh, they loved it, too. I mean, they love. I mean, who doesn't love talking about the communicable qualities of God? I'm going to say me. Or the incommunicable <laughs> qualities. <laughs> I mean, I love the qualities, but I don't
0: really want to talk yeah, about right. it. Yeah, really.
1: right. I mean, who doesn't who want to talk about these deep things? But, but the thing is, the people I was discipling loved it. they like, man, we get a seminary. I feel like I'm in seminary. But here's what happened. At the end of the group time, I disciple these three guys for a year. At the end of the time, I went to encourage them to replicate and they looked at me and said, replicate, there's no way I can do that. Yeah, now, now, you what you did. yeah I learned a lot, mm-hmm. but there's no way I can do that, which is a great principle. In fact, let's talk about this principle mm-hmm. when we get back from our break. We'll
0: talk about that and the qualities of people you want to look for to be in your group. We're going to get to that eventually, I promise, right after this break. Well, how would you like to join a network of church leaders in our Replicate Equipping Cohort. It's an online process in which you you collectively get together with hundreds of other church leaders. You hear from us, our team, each month in a live call in which you can ask any question you have about ministry, any question you have about disciple-making in your process to our team, and ultimately get 10 hours of training, advanced-level training, in the disciple-making process to implement in your church. In addition to that, you get the discipleship blueprint so that you can have a springboard on which to launch your disciple-making process in your church. Check it out at Replicate.org and look up the disciple making Blueprint. And we're back talking about people that we're trying to multiply, people that may not need to multiply. And you wanted to continue your thoughts on the issues that, you know, when we deal with individuals that we struggle with in our group, people that might not need to multiply. Pick up right where we left off before the break.
1: Yeah. So the the thing is, there are going to be times when people want to multiply. Uh, but they just can't do it, okay? So what you do is you connect them with another person, and they are in a group with a person and journeying together because they just don't. I, I think that's where we left off.
0: Yes, I think so. Is that where we left off? I, can't, I hope so.
1: Because you got me thinking about the, the qualities, and now I've totally forgotten about uh, what I was saying. saying earlier. The so. incommunicable qualities? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what I was saying. Yeah, you got me. That's the incommun- <laughs> See, they're so deep I totally I knew forgot. It. I, knew okay. it. I knew it. So here's the thing. When you teach that way and yeah. lead a discipleship group that way, it is very hard to reproduce. Okay, very hard. So what I tell people is purposely, don't, don't take this the wrong way, purposely dumb down the teaching. Okay, I don't mean dumb down as in make it dumb. I mean make, bring it from the top shelf to the lower shelves so that the average Christian yeah. can take it and reproduce mm-hmm. it. Well, let me put a disclaimer there because we're not saying you should lower the
0: bar. We believe that making disciples and subject groups is raising the bar as high as you can. Yep. You're holding individuals accountable to do what Christ has called them to do. What we're saying is don't elevate the content of the group so high that people don't think they can ever accomplish the task. That's
1: the key. Right. Because what happens is if you're going to talk about and parse the finer tenets of soteriology, yeah. that's great. But if you do that... Every single week, mm-hmm. then people – think it's more head knowledge, right. knowledge, okay, and not a heart transformation. Sure. The, the point of the discipleship group is not only to learn new information, it's, it's to live out the information it's the application. you learn. It's the application, right? Yeah. Yep. It's living what you learn. Okay. So here – let's get to the acronym. Let's do it. Here's what you're looking for to put a period on this. You've
0: gotten to the end of your group. It's time to multiply. Who should be in my group? What yes. kind of individual am I looking for? Okay.
1: You're looking for people of faith. Mm. Paul said to Timothy, what you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust to what? Others you, who will do likewise. Close. You missed the key word. Uh, <laughs> trust Knew them. it. Faithful men. Oh, faithful, faithful, men. faithful, faithful men. men. This is the key <laughs> The word. acronym the, itself. I, I built it up, but you missed the key word. I was the not ready for that one. one. I was okay. not ready. <laughs> faithful men who are ready to teach others also. Okay, here's the word, the acronym, faith. You're looking for faithful people, obviously, faithful. Right. You're looking for available people. You're not looking for people who have every single excuse as to why they can't meet. Remember, your time is a stewardship issue. You only have so much time. Right. And you're not going to invest your time in someone who doesn't want to be invested in nor makes time for that. Yeah. Okay? So available. The I is intentional. Mm-hmm. Discipleship does not happen by happenstance. Yeah. You're not going to fall into being mature. You're not going to just stumble into the, the growth. Yeah. It's, it's intentional. So you're going to need someone who's intentional with their study, intentional with their uh, attendance. Okay. Yeah. The T is um, faithful, available, intentional, um, teachable. This is the big one. Teachable. I can work with somebody who doesn't have many skills or talents to write home about, mm-hmm. but they're teachable, and I can invest in that person, and God can use yeah. that. But I can't work with somebody who has the best speaking ability, uh, is a great uh, communicator, Mm -hmm. uh, is a great leader. uh, They
0: show up with an agenda each week. I'm going to teach those other guys. Yes, but they're not teachable.
1: Then I can't work with them, and neither can you because they know everything. I had a guy in my group. This is one of the guys I had to ask to leave one time, Mm -hmm. and I went to him, and I said, it's obvious that you know everything, and you don't need me. You know, because you have all the – this was the – okay, so every group, this is what would happen. I, I'd start the group, and I had two other guys in it, and I'd say, okay, we're going to talk about Jesus being born – I know, Bethlehem. Okay, yeah, that was it. He's born in Bethlehem. And then when he was a child, he moved to uh, uh, Nazareth. <laughs> I'm like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that was it, Nazareth, that's it again. And this was every yeah. single question. And so the other guys, for a while, started to look around like, What is going on here? So I finally had to pull him aside. And I said, Mm. hey, man, listen. Uh, It's obvious you know a lot of these answers, which is great. Yeah. But we're a group here. We have to let other people participate. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I won't do it again. Next week. At the moment of salvation, faith and repentance. (laughs) And then I didn't have to say anything because the group had had enough. And so they confronted him on it. Mm. And then eventually I said, hey, man, here's the deal. Obviously, you have all the answers, and mm-hmm. you don't need this group by the way you're responding. Oh, no, no, I need this group. No, obviously, you've shown us that <laughs> repeatedly. So you're going to have to move on and do your own thing because it is being detrimental to this group mm-hmm. because of your – Now, he, he admitted later there was a pride issue there. He was yeah. trying to impress me with answers mm-hmm. and information that he knew, yeah. but that's the kind of person you can't work with. Yeah. Okay. And then the last one, H, is hungry. This is a key mm-hmm. one. So faithful, I'm available. I'm hungry right now. Yeah, you're always hungry. Faithful, available, <laughs> intentional, my teachable. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. talking about physical food. I'm talking about spiritual oh, okay, hunger. Gotcha, gotcha, about, I got, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Those <laughs> uh, who hunger and thirst for righteousness yeah, will be that, satisfied. That that's of what of I'm one. talking about. That okay, makes sense. So hungry. I'm talking about the man or woman who is passionate mm-hmm. about learning, who's who has a desire to grow, who has a desire to develop, who has a desire to show up. Mm-hmm. And that's contagious. Yeah. So in my groups, I try to have – Uh, A few seasoned believers, you know, a few guys who have been believers for a while. And then it's cool to have one or two newer believers, because what the newer believers will do is they will bring passion and excitement to the older believers, whereas the older believers bring wisdom and maturity. Sure. So it's a really a cool dynamic. And
0: and so one of the things we want to do, and, and we kind of mapped out that acronym. I know we've talked a little bit about it before, but it's never going to be a perfect scenario. You know, when we talk about these things and we try to train, we always provide as much Uh, of a context as we can but we know that you're sitting there going okay well i've got five choices here (laughs) and and they're you know they're not necessarily it's never going to be perfect there are people you're going to have to work with it's always done through grace you're not perfect i'm not perfect so so we know that there's going to be there are going to be some issues that you're dealing with and uh don't let the criteria dissuade you from multiplying don't let all the things we talk. If there's one little issue, I, I know there are people who can kind of get hung up on an issue and say, "Well, maybe I'm just in that season of life where I don't need to multiply." More than likely, there, the, the season of life is an exception to the rule. More than likely, you are in a season where you can yes. multiply. Ninety percent can multiply. Multiply, and so take the challenge. It's not going to be easy. It's it it rarely is to do something that is worthwhile and is going to have a lasting. Uh, legacy and impact from your life pouring into the lives of others. This is the ministry of your life. This is what Christ has called you to. This is what Christ has called all of us to as disciples of His. And so take the challenge um, for what it is, knowing that, hey, this is not easy. It never is, but it's so worth it. And and if you've been in a discipleship group, you already know that. If you've already led a discipleship group, you know that. Help those in your group see how beneficial this is going to be. Obviously, they've experienced it, but how they can step out and do it. Encourage them. Um, and, and really just show them that, hey, you can do this,
1: we did this, you can do it. Yeah, and here's a challenge. So here's an easy way to get your people to do it. If you tell people in your church or even tell a person, hey, would you like to meet for the next 12 months to study the Bible, memorize Scripture, and pray, the church is going to look back and say, I don't even know what I'm doing in, in, in two weeks yeah. much, you know, or, or six months, much less 12. But if you say, hey, would you be interested in meeting for the next 10 weeks or a few weeks, we're going to read a book together uh, growing up. This is what we do. We're going to read a book together growing up. We're going to journey through the Bible together, and we're going to meet once a week to learn how to be better fathers and husbands uh, and men of God. Would you be interested in that? Most people, Chris, are going to say yes, because 10 weeks is a whole lot better than 10 to 12 months. So that's my encouragement to you. Make it smaller, bite size where they feel like they can have ownership and they can have success, and people will do it. And
0: I think on a future podcast, we need to talk about that uh, that – growing up challenge, if you will, to help people get involved in the launch groups in a way that's a little bit more of a baby step. And maybe we'll talk about that next time here on the podcast. As always, if you listen to the podcast and you enjoy it, please give us a rating on your favorite podcast site, whether it's Spotify, whether it's YouTube, Five stars. we want five. We want six, but they don't offer. So we'll take five. five. Um, We'll take five. And then also something new. If you haven't checked it out yet, our YouTube channel, Replicate Ministries, you can watch us Doing the the listen to the shenanigans, you can can watch the shenanigans. Yeah, you can see them live as they transpire Uh, until next time here at the podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. If you don't mind, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. You can find out more about disciple-making, resources related to disciple-making, and our customized training on our website at replicate.org.